Welcome to Steam Stories by Mr. Steam, where we interview experts on the latest trends in wellness and well-being design and explore how and why to incorporate Steam into your projects and into your life. We're talking to everyone who plays a role in bringing Steam to life, from builders, designers, and realtors, to hoteliers, yogis, and showroom managers. I'm Martha, Mrs. Steam Oriana. And I'm Dan, Dr. Feelgood Reiner. And we're bringing our combined 80 years of experience building and selling steam showers to give you the inside scoop you won't find anywhere else. On today's episode, we're talking to Dan Brune of Dan Brune Architecture. They design and develop commercial and residential projects worldwide. They were formed in 2005. DBA prides itself on crafting architecture that respects the site and provokes a meaningful interaction with the environment. Yeah, DBA focuses on purposeful modernism that heightens the user's understanding and connection with the space. Every project DPA creates is dedicated to clean modernism, where function is purposeful and aesthetic becomes inherent. The synergy of the two creates a unique, timeless, and and truly experiential spaces. Some of the things that we get into in this interview with Dan include how to use empathetic design in homes to make bathrooms look and feel like spas, how to get the best performance from a steam shower, and when that isn't necessary, depending how often, of course, a person uses a steam shower. Also, how to tailor shower enclosures to daily steam shower users versus less regular users, how steam showers can be integrated seamlessly into the bathroom, without being in your face, and what matters in the post-STEAM experience. Can't wait. Now let's listen to the interview and hear Dan's STEAM story. Welcome to STEAM Stories, Dan. You are our first guest. We're very happy to have you on board. An honor to be here. And an honor to be the uh, first. You are the first. Yeah. Just to get us started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience of working with STEAM? So I think it's maybe something from childhood. I remember my dad and I would go skiing, and part of the ritual of ending the day would be a STEAM. And, you know, that's just a part of it. So I think I grew up at a pretty young age doing that. And I looked into ways to integrate STEAM as a well-being element at the residential level as well. So that's kind and, of my involvement in it. And you're integrating that idea, that feeling, basically, into your designs. Yeah, because actually, Martha, a good point to make is that when we do residential design, I actually, I didn't put this together about the steam and everything, but we strive towards like a spa or a resort retreat instead of just residential design. So that's kind of the benchmark that we're setting with our projects, with our residential projects, I would say. I was fortunate enough to visit one of your amazing projects, the Bridge House. You want to tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, so that one is a bit crazy. You know, it's 210 feet long of a house, 20 feet wide. The namesake comes from the fact that there is a brook underneath the house. There's a 65-foot bridge, and the house itself embodies that. And it's all, you know, a net zero design, all about, you know, wellness and the body and the way the relationship, the architecture nature and yourself are connected together. So, yeah. It came out beautifully and really, I think, tells the whole story of what we're going for in terms of well-being and putting the environment first and your wellness first, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a whole experience, you know? And so, yeah, the steam is a part of that. You know, the architecture, the interior design, the wellness, it's all cohesive. It's all one idea. 
It's great. We were curious too. You explained a little bit about why you like Steam itself. Why in particular do you like designing with Steam? Well, you know, it's project? again, it's such a an amazing experience to be able to do that at home. So for anybody that's had an opportunity to use, let's say, a Steam room in a in a spa, in a gym or something like that, you're typically surrounded with a lot of people. You know, you don't have the privacy. So just imagine the idea and the luxury of being able to do that by yourself at home with the piece, setting the right temperature, setting the right lights, having the control over the aroma, the music. You could do it all. You could have all the piece you want or you could have a good medley in the background. So it felt only natural. You know, people talk about in design, you know, they could talk about sponge baths. They could talk about whirlpools. They could talk about so many different things. But this is important. And when we design it and why I particularly like working with Mr. Steam is there are elements that you could do that integrate into our design instead of just informing our design. So we're able to integrate it seamlessly. And that's what we're all about. So if anybody knows our work, it's about form and function. And so here you're able to create an element that is working in the background and doesn't look like, oh, here I am. I am this contraption. It just does what it needs to do without being in your face. And I absolutely love that. It's really a a beautiful thing because the product itself is hidden and the experience is something that people see and appreciate too. The thing that I'm always curious about too is what kind of questions do you ask your customers to sort of lead them into the possible consideration of Steam? How do you get them engaged in wanting to know more about it? So a lot of times it comes from just questioning as, as kind of what I said before, we set out the goal that the home is their resort, right? So that's from the start. Do we start asking them, like, what is their use? How do they typically end the day or start the day? And do they have any experience, you know, with steam showers in the past? And we show them ways that we could integrate it without it having to be, again, something that's in your face or something that will take away or detract from anything else. And in fact, just enhances the experience. So here at Bridge House, we actually have two rooms that have steam. One is a smaller guest bathroom that has a steam generator and and everything associated with it. And the second one is in the primary bathroom, and that is a larger room. And that room has used towards the outside, towards the garden. So you're getting a lot more of that spa resort type of experience. But the beautiful thing is I have a lot of guests in the house. And sometimes, you know, they go and take a shower, not expecting that, oh, there's the little display and they could just press the button. And I could tell you that they're always amazed. So I think that's one of the things that that, has become your showroom, Dan, right? Yeah. And and it's actually quite natural because, you know, what's interesting is that we try to integrate steam in a lot of our projects, but if you haven't had an experience with it, you don't know how wonderful it can be. And so what's nice is that I have guests here that are, let's say, not necessarily future clients, friends, family, whatever it may be. Actually, We've had other vendors come here for events and spend the night here because they had to do something else. And they look at that little button and they're like, should I? And you have, and then they absolutely should. And then they tell me later, what a wonderful experience and unexpected, I think, is what they uh, yeah. they back with. And Dan, when do you know the client is actually going to be a good fit for um, putting steam in their house? What kind of signals do they give you that they're in? That's a really, really good question. And it's... Uh, you read the room. That's part of our job. And, you know, I had years ago, somebody asked us, what is the secret to your success? And I had to come up with a term and I came up with like empathetic design and it's understanding your clients. And the same thing goes for Steam. You know, like I wouldn't talk everybody into it unless you see that there's a case value or something that they they will use it, then it makes sense. But I ask questions, you know, 
I think any architect or any designer needs to ask questions of their clients and they need to learn. So one of the things is would be to find out like, what can Mr. Steam do? What are the capacity capabilities of it? How could I integrate it? What is the things that are required? And I start the questions like that, just like that. And I ask the clients, well, how would you use it? And, and find that out. And more so than not, we're getting a lot of requests for it, especially as we're dealing, you know, on the higher end of the market. You're talking about materials that you could use in your actual steam room. Do you have any particular materials that make you think steam as opposed to other just regular showers? Interesting question, Martha. So generally, you know, our bathroom or showers, no matter what, they are floor to ceiling tile. We always do that. So that key differentiation between a steam shower and a regular shower doesn't change for us necessarily. However, one of the things that we did push on the limits, especially at Bridge House, is that when you're designing a steam room, you have to think about the ceiling. You know, So the ceiling itself is also an exposed element that gets a lot of water, a lot of mist on it, and you have to deal with the droplets and things like that. So typically when you see a lot of steam rooms, they have like a mosaic or a smaller element. We did something interesting at Bridge House. We used a ceramic, a porcelain sheet on the top. And it's basically a slightly angled white ceramic, white porcelain that matches the ceilings of the rest of the room. So you get a really, really, really seamless experience. And that was specific towards Bridge House. In other projects, we also have the material, you know, from the walls wrap all the way up to the ceilings. We like to use a lot of porcelain materials, though you can use natural stone. We've done that in another project. And we push on the limits and working on certain projects. Uh, again, we've also incorporated glass, insulated glass. And you have to take into consideration the thermal dynamics of something like that. But it is possible. You know, I want people to be able to think that a steam room doesn't have to be what you've seen, let's say, in your gym or in your hotel. It doesn't have to be this small, enclosed little room without any natural light. We are able to create more light and ambiance. I can tell you it's really beautiful in the morning to get, let's say, the steam coming in and the natural light coming, shining right through that. It's breathtaking. And it's something that I don't think any designer could think of. But I recently experienced it because I am recovering from a cold and I've been doing the steam in the morning and really enjoying it, you know? Well, that's a good thing that you have steam <laughs> to uh, take care and yeah. nurture your cold. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so that's great design aesthetics that you're talking about in terms of keeping the ceiling the same yeah. throughout the entire bathroom or house, right? That's unusual and that's a good thing. Well, thank you on that, Dan. Yeah. And I think when you're speaking of the size of the bathroom and the shower space, we've seen bathrooms in particular, grow over the last few years. Spaces are getting larger than before. And we were curious too, um, is there any sort of tips that you can pass on to us about how you share with your clients the ideal shower space when they do decide to do steam too? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, one thing to consider, and we you know we just talked about materiality, is when sizing this thing, there are certain criteria that you have to think about. I mean, you have to think about the generator, the steam generator, what's the appropriate sizing. And one of the reasons why I bring up materials is different materials behave and reflect energy differently. And I would say that Mr. Steam's, even the information you get online just in the PDF, any architect would be able to start the conversation based on that and be able to see, okay, you know what? I have a room that's nine feet by four feet by 10 feet tall. It will tell you right there what is the sizing. And you can actually go online. I believe that. that's how I did it. You know, you start mm -hmm. going online and you talk to your sales rep and say, Hey, does this work? So we have two different rooms, two different sizes. So one of them, as I mentioned, is a guest room, guest shower. And it is only three feet by maybe six feet. Well, not only, I mean, it's not that small, but 
and it has a bench on one end. And that's the idea. And this is for a sole use, you know, like one guest can easily use that. And that's really nice. And even, mm-hmm. even that one, I come to think about it, has a window. So in all of these cases, we wanted to incorporate the idea that is indoor-outdoor relationship while steaming. So you have wellness and nature combined into one. And then in the other room, and that one uses obviously a smaller generator. And then in the other room, it's a little larger. It's probably five feet by 10 feet by 10 feet tall. It has two walls of glass, windows, and a whole wall of glass towards the outside. And on that one, we had to use one of the larger generators to accomplish the goal on that. And actually, one thing I want to bring up is, and this is very important, is the location of the steam outlet. That is also something that's super, super important because if you have the bench, and I've been in conditions that this is done incorrectly in hotels and in gyms where you're sitting on the bench and the steam is coming right at you and you, you literally, you can't sit there because you're being burnt by the steam. That's 212 yeah. degrees coming at you. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. burning, it's scalding. So the trick is to actually place the steam outlet in a location that won't be interfering with your enjoyment and will fill the room up slowly and gradually so that by the time you're in there, it's circulating the air and you're full of it, but you're not getting that 200-degree temperature right in your face or right on your feet or wherever it is. Dan, thanks so much for mentioning that because like you, we experience steam in different venues and that is the most annoying and it just takes away the enjoyment and it could be dangerous, you know, so... Someone could come in and just, oh, that's too hot. I don't like steam. Well, it's not true. You don't like steam that's done badly, right? Absolutely. Exactly. And it's all part of the thought process. And actually, I would add the other thing is that with Mr. Steam, you have so many different options about the controls. The, the, yeah. controls. controls exactly. Yeah. And there's even controls that are wireless. That's incredible. So you could really think about where am I going to put this? Do you yeah. want it where the valves are? Maybe. Or do you want it next to the bench? Maybe. Maybe. You know, you have to really take all of those things into consideration. But there's there's a yeah, lot but, of thought that goes into it. But definitely yeah. keep the steam away from your feet. <laughs> but also oh, yeah. I've seen it so often. And I don't know why people people do it. They put it underneath the seat. And it doesn't make sense because then it also is getting stuck underneath that seat. Right. You know, right. it makes you lose, no sense. Some your, you lose some of your power from that, too. You're exactly right. Yep. Do you see an ideal size for a family that when they're doing steam or typical um, template room that you would use? Would it be the 5 by 10 by 10 that you mentioned? Or does it go I don't, across I don't the think, I don't think I would have a template because, at least for us, everything is very tailored. And mm-hmm. what I would say is that, you know, you have to kind of think about it. You you know, how do you use a typical shower? Do you have a bench? Do you want to be able to sit fully reclined on the bench? Do you want to be able to lie down on the bench? These are different considerations. So I would start with the function and how you use it. And I would ask if you're working with your client on something like this, I would ask them again, how did you use it at the resort? You know, did you lie down? Did you enjoy that experience? Did you enjoy sitting? You know, so I could tell you like in my use value, like what I like to do is start off by actually standing up and I'm actually at a distance from the steam generator, you know, I'm breathing it in, letting it go in. But then I love to sit down. Then I love to come back and sit down. You know, in some instances, I even lay down the way that I've designed the bench. I could rest my back against it if I sit down on the floor. You have to remember that steam is heat, heat rises. And so it gets hotter in the room as you're higher. And so sometimes I like to stand to be able to get all of that heat right into yep. my, my lungs, my everything. And then I like to sit down. 
But then as, as the rooms might be getting hotter than I anticipated or what I wanted, but I still want to stay in, I go even lower. So you have to think about that. I think as designers, you have to take into consideration all those layers. Well, yeah, that- it's all the different possibilities with Steam too, which makes it interesting because in my room, I do the same thing. I have a wife who likes to stand while she seems, but I have a bench that I designed to my body and I lay down on that. And I find I can stay in the steam room a lot longer because of that too. Case in point. You know, we talked about size of the rooms and we talked about materials. Tell me what else, what other criteria you think about when you're specifying a, a steam shower? I think you mentioned some at the beginning of the, of the Yeah, shower. I mean, there's light. And what you could do is an aromatherapy, so chromotherapy, aromatherapy. I absolutely love that. And I actually turn on the Mr. Steam lights sometimes when I'm in just in the bathroom because I like the ambience it gives me. So I turn it on to a red glow and it gives you that ability that at night you don't have to have very bright lights shining. So you could take that into consideration as well. And with the sizing of the generator, again, I urge people to think about are there views towards the outside? And it might be a very special use case, but a shower can have views towards the outside. And you can think about windows. There's a lot to consider. And also, one thing that we didn't touch upon is the shower enclosure, because you can't have the steam going into the room. And often a missed element is actually, how do you let the steam out of the room? And to protect the rest of the room from not getting too wet, right? Or too misty. So we like to also install the fan, the circulating fan that's in the shower. I usually specify, let's say if you have a small toilet room that has its own uh, vent, I put another vent in the middle of the room right in front of the shower or the steam shower to get that air out because that's important. You don't want that, you know, going up to the ceiling. It starts to create droplets and you start to paint and you have to deal with it. So especially one of the things that I talk about with my clients when we're dealing residential is it's not a hospitality venue where somebody else is coming along right afterwards to clean up after you. It's, again, making the steam work for you and you not having to work for the steam. So I automatically turn on a fan that has a timer. So I buy a timer. So I spec that for my clients too. Boom, you press 40 minutes. I know that that thing is going to go on. It's going to last. So the moment I open the door to the steam shower, it's starting to vent that air out of that room. So you don't have that mist building up into your master bathroom. Dan, I also often tell our clients, say, you know what? One thing you can do, turn on your cold shower. (laughs) By the way, I do that as well. So that's actually a very good point, Martha. So what I love to do, and this is interesting, I've always had like the hand wand in the showers. And I absolutely love it. And I love going into my steam, getting it to that super hot. I think Dan mentioned it, getting it really hot. And then I turn on the wand with the cold water and you go across your body with that. Wow. Doesn't get better than that, Dan. What an incredible feeling. What an incredible, it just feels so nice. And it allows you to stay in another, you know, five, 10 minutes. I love to put on the timer and I'm like, okay, I got 40 minutes. And then when I get to like nine minutes left, I'm like, oh my God, it's a lot. But I'm like, this is good. This is good. I feel good about this. And then I turn on the cold cold shower. (laughs) That's great. Dan, some of the other things to create the steam environment, you mentioned ventilation. Shower doors in particular seem to be always a big question with clients that we have. How do you do them? What's the ideal shower door for a steam experience? How do you go about designing it the right way? Yeah, so, I mean, there's differences. You know, there's different schools of thought about this. You could go about it and do like a framed aluminum extrusion with glass, you know, and you get a a tight Mm -hmm. seal. And you've seen a lot of that in uh, gyms, spas, hospitality. And that gives you that gives you probably the most thermally broken, thermally strong 
the best, let's say, performance for your steam shower. But you don't have to go that far. And again, you have to think about the use value. And this, again, goes down to the question that I would ask the client. Like, is this is this steam room being used on a daily basis? Is this like your number one primary mm-hmm. thing? Or are you using it once a week, twice a month, something like that? So I would urge a client that is using it once a day or like five times a day. Let's definitely go with a thermally closed shower, steam shower that is very, very tight. That makes sense because they're using it repeatedly. If you are a more light user, let's say like I have been and what I find most of my clients, which will, they'll use it once a week or three times a month, something like that. And they don't want to sacrifice their aesthetics. We've been able to get away with half inch glass, single pane with standard shower doors, shower uh, handles, all of that. And we have to have a transom that operates at the top. You have to have that because when you're using the shower on a regular basis, you want to be able to open that to allow air to come out, uh, to allow the gas to come out. But then we use some of the clear gaskets. And that's honestly been working wonderfully. I was skeptical when we first did it because I do like to push on the limits of things. But man, I don't have any issues with it. The steam is powerful. It works great. Mm -hmm. We have no issues. Thank you, Dan. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to share or want to pass along to other architects that are considering or incorporating steam into their designs? Because you made some really good points. Thank you. Actually, this is something that I'm considering right now. So I'll pass it along to everybody else is, okay, we talked about the bench in the shower. How about the bench outside the shower? So one of the things that I'm coming up with is like, wow, I'm in the steam room. I've been in there for 40 minutes. It feels great. I grab the towel and then I'm kind of in no man's land. I'm standing in the middle of this shower room, this bathroom, and I don't have a place to sit. And so I didn't design that. And the reason why I don't have a place to sit also, I should explain, is I have like a vessel tub, you know, like I have a freestanding tub, but there is no rim. There's nothing to sit on. Exactly. When you have a normal tub, you might be able to sit on it. So I would just encourage the clients and the architects and the designers to think about the post steam experience, the wind down, because that is super important. Because when you think about it in a hospitality venue or in a spa, there might be a chaise lounge that you could just like unwind because the last thing you want to be able to do is that abrupt, like open the door, put on your robe. And all of a sudden you're like, what? You need to extend that experience. Experience continues past the steam. So is it safe to say that steam is really not an add-on, but a must-have in a well-being and bathroom design? Absolutely. And, and it's an easy thing to add on, especially when you can make it so integrated that it doesn't interfere with anything else. It's, it's There's easy. not a thing in the middle of the bathroom no. that says yeah. steam. Exactly. Bathroom. I would say the only real consideration that I have, and I would warn anybody like working with it, is think about the energy usage. So you need to have a dedicated circuit for it. You have to plan for it in that sense. That is important. Our, there are considerations to take into account. And when we start new projects, that's one of the first primary questions I do ask my clients is, do you want steam? And if so, how many steam showers do you need? Because that does come into consideration as an architect is working through integrating their electrical engineering. That's very, very, very important. That's a great point, Dan. And I think we've come to the end of our show, but thank you so much for joining us. Please, everybody, be sure to uh, connect with Dan Brun from Dan Brun Architects, and uh, you'll see the contact info below. And we look forward to having you come back again, Dan. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode of Steam Stories by Mr. Steam. Thank you, Dan Reiner. Thank you, Dan Brun. And we will see you soon, guys. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, everybody. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Bye-bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Steam Stories by Mr. Steam. We're your hosts, Martha Orellana and Dan Reiner. 
You can learn more and connect with us at MrSteam.com. Find us on social media and all of your favorite podcast listening apps so you never miss an episode. Until next time, happy happy steaming. steaming!